Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Final segment here of the Blitz on a Friday. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, and Yin's guys here in the Electric Factory. We're looking forward to the upcoming uh, matchups this weekend. Motesy, before we talk about uh, NFL.com and their all-rookie team here, uh, another thing that I just wanted to kick around with you for a quick second here on the show today. NFL announced five teams that will host a home game abroad in 2023. Mm-hmm. That is going to be the Buffalo Bills, the Tennessee Titans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, as always, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the New England Patriots. Now, again, when I first saw this announcement, I was like, wait, that's five teams. Is someone playing toilet? Is someone going to play each other? What's Those are the mm-hmm. five host teams. Yeah, they haven't right? showed the uh, the visitors yet. Yeah, They haven't showed the visitors yet either. There will be mm-hmm. three games in London, and there will be yeah. two games in Munich. Um, and it was funny. I don't know if you saw yesterday. The Chiefs will be one of the host teams in Munich. Did you see what yeah. Andy Reid said? I did not see <laughs> They asked. They asked Andy Reid yesterday at his little at the little press conference announcement. Hey, you excited to go to Germany? Excited to go to Munich overseas play a game? Andy Reid goes, "I'm excited to eat some bratwurst." <laughs> never, never change, Big Red. Never, never change. change, never change. All the things he could talk about. Hey, maybe it'll be during Oktoberfest. Hey, yeah, I'm excited to do some bratwurst. Feed me. I, I yeah. love it. Uh, but Bills, like Titans, it. Jags, Chiefs, Patriots. All five AFC teams. We'll see how that plays out. There's been a lot of rumors over the last few months that the Steelers are going to play an international game this year. If you look on that list of teams, though, Motsi, I don't think they're not scheduled to play at any of those teams. Yeah. I don't think they're scheduled to host the Jag or host the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That one was interesting to me. But those are your five uh, host teams. Again, three of those teams will play in London. Two of those teams in Munich. We know Kansas City's in Munich. The Jags are in London. Um, but just thought that that was worth mentioning real quick and wanted to oh, sneak. Oh, no, without a doubt. I mean, and it's always it's exciting, too, man. Whenever, But it's always exciting, too, man, whenever they start doing more of the abroad stuff, man, because we know that the Steelers are one of those teams that have a very, very large international uh fan base man whether you're yes. talking mexico yes. whether you're talking germany um that's just still a nation for you so i do agree with you man it is gonna be interesting to see how they pair it up and when those visitors get announced and stuff like that but yeah man i'm all for it just the info just continuing to expand that brand man and whenever the Steelers do get a chance to whether go to mexico <laughs> uk 
or Germany. Hey, you know it's going to be a party. Yeah, I mean, again, they they play the Patriots and the Titans, but those are both home games home for game, the Steelers. Yeah. They don't play any of those teams away, so who knows? Maybe we got to wait another year. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I was really hoping the Steelers would get one of those international games. This hey, man, year. that makes two of us. You know that, man. Because, I mean, I'm traveling with the team now. So selfishly, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to go spend yeah. four days in London or four days in Munich. That would be fantastic. Hey, look, and on the team's dime, uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you guys, you guys know me like the first. So the first thing I was like, all right, well, what the schedule be when we travel? Well, you leave on Thursday. Yeah. You get the full day Friday, Saturday game on Sunday. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, Friday, I'll do a bunch of sightseeing tourist stuff. There and it see, you already know Saturday. I'm like, Saturday, I'm going to the football. Or I'm going to go gotta to the go. game. I'm gotta go to the pitch, man. I'm going to go yeah, to the pitch. Do that. Whether, yeah. whether, it's in, whether it's in jolly old London or it's over there in Munich, I'm going to go take in the football <laughs> and drink some pints with the locals. Uh, so we'll see how that all plays out. But those are your five uh, host teams to play abroad in 2023. Fingers crossed. Who knows? Maybe it's not this year for the Steelers, but it can't be that much longer as it's been a decade since one of the NFL's biggest brands has gone mm-hmm. overseas. Uh, all right, Motsi. All rookie team, NFL.com. Let's jump right into this here. You know, I was thinking about how do I, how do we want to do that? Like, should we start with the defense? Should we work? Should we tease it? But you know what? I got Let's our address the elephant in the room, man. Yeah, I got our, our head sensei, you know, at, at iHeartRadio, Brian LaMartina. Okay. One of the things that he told you and I when we started doing this show five seasons ago was meet the meat, right? Mm-hmm. And what, what that means is when you sit down for a meal, you don't want to pick at your broccoli and your mashed potatoes and your and your soup, right? You want the meat. You you want whatever the best whatever the best thing, the juiciest thing that you got for the day. That's what you want. Well, so we ain't gonna tease this and get to it. We're gonna throw it right out here at the start. NFL.com, all rookie team. They go with Brock Purdy as quarterback over Kenny Pickett. And here's their reasoning for it. They say, and I quote, ultimately, Purdy got the nod despite Kenny Pickett taking on a tougher task in Pittsburgh. So they did They did mention that part. They say Mr. Irrelevant did exactly what was asked of him when, we t- when he took over for Jimmy Garoppolo. Six straight wins, NFC West crown, number two seed in the NFC playoffs uh, in the six regular season games. Uh, he completed over 68% of his passes, 1,300 yards, 13 passing touchdowns, and just three interceptions. Um, that is their reasoning there for going with Brock Purdy over Kenny Pickett. You surprised? You think that's fair? You think it's a coin flip? Because uh, you know you know, Steeler Nation is going to be up. Uh, Brock Purdy and his six games, I don't care about the 13 passing touchdowns. That is a nice number, though, 13 in just six games, I will admit. And, fair. And you said in three picks, right? And just three picks. That's a good. That's a good ratio. That's that four to one ratio you're looking for. You said that's a good ratio. That's a great ratio. Say what? I do. But what, bro? Don't you minimize that? You, if Kenny was four to one touchdown to pick ratio, where you realize oh what gosh. they would be doing right now? Yeah, we'd be Come fitting on, him for bro. his gold. We'd be fitting him for Come his gold on, jacket. Yeah, what are we and, talking and about? Carving man? his Boston can. That's, that's where I'm at. Like. I'm with you. I, I like that they acknowledge that Kenny Pickett had a tougher task in Pittsburgh, yeah. but 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 I think I think Brock Purdy's the right call. Yeah, like I said it's gonna go against popular decisions. Um, and I get it. I do I can understand why people make the case for Kenny, tougher situation, had to play for a longer period of time. Yeah. But at the same time, you could also say that it was an easier situation because there wasn't the same level of pressure that was on Brock. Brock took over a team that was a favorite. Brock took over a team that was in the heart of competing for the one seed. And Brock still went out there and executed a high on level. A moving train. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he wasn't, it wasn't a scenario where they were winning in spite of, they were winning 
and sometimes because of because of what he was able to do in terms of just delivering the ball and keeping the offense on schedule, man, and not turning the ball over, which at times is more important than scoring touchdowns. Sometimes you just got to not throw the interceptions. And when you talk about a 13 touchdown to three interception, that is crazy, man. And this is, and it's, you know, when you talk about perspective and expectations, I also think that this comes into play. Kenny was the 20th overall selection. Expectations were a lot higher. Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. Mr. Irrelevant. (laughs) You don't even make the roster. And for you to come in and do what you're doing in the regular season, extremely impressive. Now, obviously, I don't know how much, and I, I, I do remember the article. I don't think that he uh, factored it in, but he did it post-season. also yeah. just the postseason. It's like, not only did he do those things in the regular season, but then we also got the luxury of also seeing him an additional time continue on to show that it wasn't a fluke, to show that this is, you know, so to speak, who he is as a player currently. So I could understand it, man. But yeah, I don't think there's a wrong answer either way with it. And yeah, that's why I can yeah. definitely understand like certain people in Steel Nation feel in this type of way. Sure. But the touchdown to interception ratio, keeping that Niners team where it needed to be, yeah, that wasn't an easy task. No. They had a no, big target, a big bullseye on their back. That was not an easy thing. And a lot of us, including myself, thought that they would falter when Jimmy G went down. It was like, no, Jimmy G, oh, no, yeah. Lance, man, this thing about to get ugly. But Kudos to that whole staff over there, that team. But Brock Party definitely had to come in and play his part. And, you know, like I said, man, I just think that that it, it does warrant that type of recognition to me. at least. Yeah, no. And that's a good point by you. I mean, we we've seen in the past that organization, that team, that franchise, that organization, when Jimmy Garoppolo goes down hurt, they fall mm-hmm. apart. Yeah, I mean, they go from second worst record in the league in a year where Jimmy G's hurt to the Super Bowl in the year where he's healthy. I mean, it's a drastic difference. So I do think Brock Purdy deserves credit for being able to hop on that moving train and keep them moving in the right direction. When again, we've seen Jimmy G miss time and it hasn't mm-hmm. always worked. It'd be one thing if it was always like, all right, the Niners just throw in a quarterback and they plug and play. And goes, but that, has that been hasn't, the case. hasn't been the case. Yeah. In fact, it's been the opposite. It's like without Jimmy yeah. G, they've stood no chance mm-hmm. uh, with him. They win a ton of games. Uh, I think Purdy deserves credit for keeping that train moving. Yeah. Uh, running backs, Kenneth Walker the third. I don't think a lot of surprise there. Goes over a thousand yards despite missing two games. Damian Pierce though, I, I like Mozi. I think he had one of the more underrated seasons of a. You know, no, he he's did. there. He's there in the he's black Houston, hole though. that is Houston. Yeah, he's but Houston. He, he he had a he had a nice season. He did. He missed the last couple weeks. Um, but you know, I mean, Brees Hall was maybe in this conversation earlier. He ended up missing a lot of time. Yeah. Those Brees feel like the two had, right Brees, picks for to me. To me, Brees would have been the guy, but he, yeah, I'll see the injury that took yeah. him out. Um, Missed half the season. Yeah. Yeah. To me, man, I, I think that those who were the guys, um, obviously Jalen Warren is a guy that we think of here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. We like his effect. We like how he overachieved, but numbers wise, he doesn't compare to those dudes. Yeah, I, I mean, Damian also... Pierce was averaging over 70, every, over 70 yeah. yards a game. Yeah. In that black hole that's Houston. Absolutely. <laughs> So I just yeah. think, man, that that's just yeah. You can't go wrong with those players right there. And Kenneth Walker, man, he was he was dope this season. He's like, nice. Yeah, he's real nice. He gonna win Offensive Rookie of the Year probably. I would think so. First, um, first running back since Saquon. I don't know. There's some yeah, good receivers too. That's that what I'm, I'm thinking Garrett because I'm thinking Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson yeah. potentially. Yeah, he's he's obviously one of the wide receivers. As yeah. is his former Ohio State teammate Chris Olave. Both of those guys had great years. I think I go I give Garrett Wilson the slight slight edge though over Olave. You with me on that one? Uh, in terms of this season, yeah, 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 yeah. Just in terms of this yeah, season, yeah, this yeah. season, yeah. yeah. I mean, both I had mean, crazy scenarios. Both had adversity. Both had teams that were kind of going through transitions and stuff like that. Quarterback but play, yeah, 
Yeah, but to me, I think Garrett was the, I would say, slightly more consistent of the two and a little bit more explosive. Yeah. I think so, too. It's crazy, though. Both of those guys picked back-to-back out of Ohio State. They end up having the season that they do. Mm. My goodness. I mean, Ohio State is just a wide receiver factory right now. It's it's insane because they got a couple couple more first-round guys coming down the pipeline here. But, yeah, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave – uh, I think two that are going to be very good for a long time. And I tell you what, for the, for the jets, I mean, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, you nailed those first two picks. So just go mm-hmm. find your quarterback. I mean, yeah. the offensive lines improve. Whoever that is, got the whoever weapons that now. quarterback is, just, yeah, figure that thing out. Just go find your, just go find your quarterback, New York. Yeah. And you might actually be onto something for the first time in a, in a long time. Uh, the tight end from Tennessee, who's got the mouthful of a, of a name. <laughs> Oconquo is his uh, is his last yeah. name, I believe. His first name mm-hmm. is very difficult to pronounce. Uh, Chigozium is that it? Am I right uh, there? Yeah, it's like Chigozium. Chigozium. I think so. Not a you know not a crazy year for yeah. for rookie tight ends. Out of Maryland, he, yeah, out of Maryland, yeah. But he had a he you know he had a solid season. Um, had uh 450 yards receiving. Again, not you know there wasn't a uh a Kyle Pitts type, really like one of the, you know, yeah. or maybe a Noah Fant or a TJ Hawkinson. That was a, you know, a really high draft pick at, at tight end. Um, but, but he had a nice season as a fourth round pick for, for Tennessee. There certainly um, center, somebody that we talked a lot about through the draft process that we saw this past season that we're going to see continuing going forward. Tyler Linderbaum is your mm-hmm. all rookie team center. Um, I thought he played well. He did. He's he's got some growing to do, but I think you know for for a, a late first round draft pick, yeah, I think he'll end up being a a mainstay there on the Ravens' offensive line for a while. Speaking I of guys, would agree. Yeah, speaking of guys that we discussed for a while, Mozi. Now this one maybe mm-hmm. isn't as isn't as what if because he was drafted ahead of the Steelers at twenty, yeah. just ahead of the Steelers at twenty. Zion Johnson. Of course, the guard from yeah. Boston College drafted seventeenth. Mm-hmm. You and I talked about him at nauseum throughout the draft process. He was good a guy, player, man. He, he was, was a, a really guy, that, player, man. He was a guy that we liked. Played ninety nine percent of the Chargers' yep. offensive snaps as a as a rookie guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had, I tell you what, I mean, they had some injuries on that offensive line. Rashawn Slater, the young, talented tackle, going down early. Yeah. They had to do some maneuvering. He was a steady, yeah. um, you know, steady influence there. Uh, it says here he only allowed five sacks in the entire season, which is a rookie. As a rookie, bro. Pretty That's darn tough. good. Pretty, think pretty about darn how good. often they throw the ball out there. That's the other part. That's that's We're what I'm saying. We're not talking like, about yeah. yeah. You're not playing in an offense where there is balls for the Ravens, right? It's yeah. Pittsburgh where we run it. No, they throwing that rock. Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, another name that we discussed a lot in the draft process this time last year, Dylan Parnum out of uh, Memphis, uh-huh. the guard for the Raiders. Interior, he was yep, yep, yep drafted player, in the third round. We talked a lot about him about how you know maybe. Uh, a lot of people were saying, yeah, he's a jack of all trades, but is he a master of any? Well, he has a yeah. he has a solid season out there uh, in Vegas. Um, Josh Jacobs had a big year. That was that was a big part of that, certainly mm-hmm. um, for the for the third round pick from Memphis. Offensive tackles: Tyler Smith out of uh, Tulsa going to the Cowboys in the first round. Um, you know, we know Dallas man. They had a great offensive line for a long time. Made some changes. Uh, you know, Tyron Smith ends up leaving. Um, they lose Collins to Cincinnati. Tyler Smith stepped in there nicely mm-hmm. and, and did a good job. And what was Motsi a very loaded tackle class. Oh, without a doubt. Um, yeah. This, this past year, a lot of guys going in the first round. Tyler Smith was one of them, but Braxton Jones, the fifth mm-hmm. round pick out of Southern Utah, 
gets the nod at the other tackle position from NFL.com. Of course, a fifth round pick uh, to the Bears. And, you know, the Bears offense, Motsi, they didn't have a ton going for them this year. But I think Braxton Jones is one of those things to build on. To me, man, when you think about that Bears offense, it's like you got Justin Fields and then it's like, what else, right? But when you talk about having a young tackle, man, like Braxton, man, you at least feel like you have a piece up there. And I still think they're going to do some other stuff to, like, help that offensive line out and revamp it because, you know, Justin still got hit, sacked way too much. Way too much. For them to get the value that they got and the productivity that they got out of Braxton, I think that that is a positive for him. Now, I don't know, like I said, they're going to keep him as like a full-time starter, but worst case, he's still going to give you some really good depth mm-hmm. based off of what he was able to show this year. So, yeah, man, I'm with I you. think so, too. I'm hey, to have, to have that season as a fifth-rounder, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll take man. that. You live that, that. That's a tough yeah. position, too, to come right what? in and, and have come an on, impact. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, there's your all-rookie offense. Before we go here on this Friday, let's take a peep at the defense. Thank well, you. Too. I was about to say, don't don't you come well, you over save here. The best, save the best for last. No, 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 because I know you was over here like you got to go head first to the meat, and I get all that. But, yo, defense matters too, okay? Oh, you darn right it does. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, second overall pick, Detroit Lions, hometown pass rusher. Um, you know, Motsi, I thought he was quiet the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. But he started to figure it out a little bit. I, I still don't – he's still, I think, he's obviously got work to do to live up to that second overall pick billing. Um, but I do think he he really started to show some flashes down the stretch. I, I will I give mean, him credit for that. My thing is this, bro. He had nine and a half of them things and 45 yeah. pressures as a yeah. rookie. Yeah, that's – that's you'll start there. That's a good starting like, point. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here, baby? You feel me? We said yeah. double digits is the magic number. He started out with nine and a half. Started out with nine and a half. <laughs> Yep. And 45 presses on top of that. Like, yep. And, then, oh, and, and he had a pick. The, Don't forget the picks. So he had picks too. That's a good call. Maybe that's the, you know, maybe that's the meat on the bone yeah. for Detroit there. Right. It's like, Hey, yeah. we, we still want more from this guy, but, mm-hmm. but look at the numbers, you know, the, the eye test tell you, you still want more, but the numbers are, are a solid yeah. starting point. Uh, final six weeks of the regular season. He had four sacks, five QB hits, 21 tackles, five yeah, right. TFLs, an interception, and a fumble recovery in the last mm-hmm. six weeks of the season. That's that's coming yeah. on strong at the end of your well, well, and, and just to keep going on with your meat analogy, the best news for Detroit, he also says, there is still meat on the bone oh, for the number two overall bone. pick to improve and keep the hot streak going to 2023. So more meat on that bone, baby. More meat on that bone. Well, there's, there's I think, plenty of protein as well, too, for Kayvon Thibodeau. Who is the other uh, defensive end edge rusher? Uh, Mozi's laughing at me. I tell you what, you know, like just what I did with there, it, man. Because Kavon, listen, Kavon has a lot of protein, but he also plays with a lot of sauce as well, man. And, oh, there oh, he is. Oh, 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 we might get to one of those guys in a little bit as well. Oh, we mm-hmm. certainly will. We certainly will. Yeah, listen, it was a big year for for edge rushers in this past draft, right? You had Hutchinson, you had Thibodeau, you had Trayvon Walker, you had Carlafitis as well too. I mean, some big uh-huh. names there. Um, Thibodeau's another one of those guys. The numbers look pretty good for a rookie, but kind of like what we what we were talking in the last segment when I was talking about that that Giants defensive line and how they're reminiscent yes. of, of yes, man. I tell you what, like you just the motor on Thibodeau is insane, and he feels like a, a, another one of those guys yeah. who really is just starting to scratch the surface of what he could be. Yeah, he's ultra athletic, but very raw in terms of like has his fundamentals. And that's the thing that he's starting to improve upon more so at this level with some NFL coaching. And I do feel like that was why down the stretch, he started to be a lot more productive. Um, the, the, the ability is off the charts. 
mm-hmm. but you just have to fine tune his skills. And I think that's something that as long as he keeps locking in on that, he can be a really, really dope player in this league. But for him, just got to keep refining that hand placement, keep refining that pad level. But yeah, I definitely like what I was saying from him. And it makes sense for him to be the other guy. He also plays in the big market, man. Plays yeah, in the big market in New York. We know New York started out hot. And then even though they had a little bit of a drop off, they were still able to finish the season in a manner that got them into the postseason and even saw them winning a game yeah, in the postseason. Yeah. And Kavan being a big part oh, of their success down the stretch, weekend, man. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. a big part of their success, man. So, yeah, I do. I do feel like that was appropriate for it to be him versus a Trevon Walker or even a George Kalafis, man. So, yeah, I'm with yeah. you on that. Now the defensive tackles here that they list in, in the NF and they they preference this by saying it was, you know, it was a down year hey, for, for interior defense. Those are two dudes tackles. that we was all hype on anyways, man. It makes sense. It is it's almost like they just went with the names, Motsi, because the two guys yeah. that they went with were the two that we spent all offseason talking it. about in this Absolutely. position. Jordan Davis, of course, just the six yeah. foot six, five thousand pound wrecker out of Georgia. Of a man. And Travis Jones, who just was, I mean, he was Debo. He was he was stealing people's chains and their lunch money there at UConn against some of the competition that he was playing with. Obviously goes in the third round to the Ravens. Um, Like I said, none of those, neither of those two had rookie seasons that you, that wowed you. But I think they both showed that they belong in this league. It wasn't a great year for that draft position, but but those those two guys feel like the guys. But let's also talk about this because I personally don't agree with that narrative of, just because these aren't pass rushers, that it's a quote-unquote down year for D tackles. No, they're just different style of players. It's like if you look at a inside linebacker who's a run stopper versus an outside linebacker who's a pass rusher or a 4-3 wheel linebacker versus a 3-4 wheel linebacker. That 3-4 wheel linebacker is rushing the passer. He's getting 10 plus sacks. That 4-3 wheel linebacker is going to have 130 tackles and probably six picks, but he might only have one sack, two sacks. That doesn't mean he's any less of a player, any less effective. They're just asked to do different things. Jordan Davis and Travis Jones aren't asked to be full-time pass rushers. They're asked to be disruptors in the run game. And you watch whenever you try to run the ball on Baltimore. The reason why Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen could fly around the way that they can. It's a good point. Travis Jones. You talk about Philadelphia. It's a good point. Hey, we get enamored with how they can rush the passer. But you know, a lot of teams can't run the ball on them. And you know why? Jordan Davis. So it might not be a sexy statistic. Yeah, it's not a sexy statistic in the sense of, oh, it's sacks, which are easier to just circle and say, hey, this guy is dope because he has 10 of these things. But those two dudes, man, just as impactful, just as dominant as a player that might have got eight sacks this year or nine sacks this year. I just think because they play a run first mentality and that's where they dominate it, I think it just gets overlooked at times. Sure. Sure. Maybe some Casey yeah, but, Hampton vibes yeah, there that what you're laying down. At prime example, man. Yeah. Think yeah. about how Casey is viewed. It's like, man, if Casey was the guy that was getting 10 sacks per season, oh, they saying he's a first jacket. battle hall of famer. Yeah. But yeah. because he was stuffing the run and you couldn't run the ball to him, and he kept his linebackers free and he allowed the passers to cook and do all that other stuff. We know what that meant. The people that played against him know what that meant. But to the outside person it's looking not as in, sexy on the statue. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a lot harder to see. It's a lot more nuance involved with it. Yeah. So uh, NFL.com here too, important to note, they, they went with a 4-2-5 formation. Yeah, kind of weird, here. right? Kind of weird. They only, weird. They, only, 
Like I would have understood. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But they might've just picked the guys that they thought deserved to be there and kind of reworked the four, two, five. I don't know who they think they are. TCU out here running the four, two, five. I mean, I tell you what, Uh, but they go two linebackers, uh, both first round guys, both guys that we talked a lot about this see, time I, last I, year too. But I feel some type of way about this, Loki. I know you do. I yeah. know you do. Get my other linebacker brethren in there, all right? I'm about to say, man, you know, I'm, I'm always feel some type of way about any of this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Quay, Walker, Quay Walker and Devin Lloyd, the two linebackers that they go with, Motsi, uh, big school guys out of Georgia and Utah, both first round picks last year. Uh I tell you what, I mean, I, I like both of these guys a lot. Quay Walker, we know. I mean, he was a big name. Maybe not some as big as some of those nah. Georgia names that were coming out Quay, last year. Quay was like that. Quay, nice. But he but he was, I mean, he was the 22nd overall pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, just don't just don't bump in any trainers, Quay. All right. And you're gonna be you're gonna be just fine. <laughs> and then this, I mean, come do you on, think it's, it's intentional, a, it's man? Just, it's just a joke. It's just it's just a joke. I didn't intentionally. I don't, it was a I don't know. I, see, I would give oh, him. I would give that. him. I would give him the benefit oh, no. of the doubt. It was the second I time, asked, though. That yeah. it was the second time that he was ejected from a game this year. So I, I, I don't know. He's That's an really, unquestionable talent. All yeah. right. He'll get his. He'll 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 get it. He'll get it figured out. He's he's great though. And Devin Lloyd too. Uh, he hit a little bit of a rookie wall for Jacksonville down the stretch. But shout out to Chad Mooma, man. Wyoming's Chad, finest. Let's go, man. Mooma. I tell Let's you, go. I mean. Speaking of teams that that feel like they hit, you know, in the, in the draft, I mean, that's a, that's a nice, that's a nice one, two punch there from from, uh, the first and the third. Yeah. You can't lose that. That's beautiful. Um, but yeah, I, I like both of those guys. I mean, I understand. Listen, when Kenny Pickett fell to you at 20, that that was the easy decision to make. I would have loved both of those guys in the black and gold though. And we'll see how the draft plays out this time around. If maybe there's something on the board for the Steelers in that regard, obviously a lot of priorities that Mozi and I yeah. will deep dive and dissect at nauseum here over the next few months. Without uh, a doubt. Without corners, a doubt. Corners, Mozi. I don't think this one was hard this at all. Sauce? We got a little I sauce? This, I think this took them probably about I, I like 20 some, seconds. I, I, want my, I want my sauce a little wooling. Can I get a little sauce on my wooling? Or can I get a little wooling sauce, on my sauce? Sauce Garner, okay. Arthur Motes' second favorite yeah. sauce behind mm-hmm. uh, that that he gets at the Anchor Bar or at Duff's yeah. in Buffalo. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. It's pretty and, accurate. Uh, and, and Tariq Woolen, who you rightfully so, all year you were giving this guy mm-hmm. credit. You were like, listen, hey, I know Bro, sauce. Like that, man. I know sauce is great, but make sure you're watching Tariq over in Seattle. He's like that, man. Uh, like fifth that. fifth round pick, uh, Motsi. I mean, both both of these guys. Sauce Gardner living up to the billing of being a top five selection by being a first team All Pro as a rookie. Uh, Tariq, that. when your name is Sauce, you got to be saucy. You got to be living up. You, you better can't be, be getting cooked out there if you sauce. You better okay? you better be good. Yeah. And I tell you what, I mean, he looks like one of these these Patrick Sertain types. That's just mm-hmm. great rookie season is only going to mm-hmm. continue that from here. Uh, Tariq Woolen, I mean, you know, they say it best here. NFL.com says to call him a steal would be an understatement. I think that that puts it that puts yeah. it pretty well. I mean, both of those guys just just locked down, just ball. I mean, Tariq had six interceptions as a rookie. Trying to tell you, man, that's that in, in a division with a lot of really good wide receivers. Yeah, man, <laughs> um, that's that's impressive. And I know you're you're a big fan of both of those guys. Mm-hmm. No, without a doubt, man, because they're both quote-unquote, smaller school college guys. Cincinnati is not a big-time football right, school. Right. Texas San Antonio is not a big-time football school. But to see how both of those guys, man, stood up. Um, seeing Sauce, man, the, the game that really put him on my radar even more so to make me believe was the Bills game. First go-around, man, watching how he matched up with uh, Stephon Diggs. It was dope to see. To me, I think that Sauce still has a ton of room to grow and improve. Um, He's real handsy, and I think that, you know, Early on, they kind of let him get away with some of that stuff. Yeah, you just wonder yeah. how long they continue to let that go. But to me, man, 
both of those dudes, man, were really dope. And I also like the fact that both of those guys aren't afraid to tap. I think Sauce uh, is a little bit better at it, which is why he was the, you know, higher end guy in terms of him being picked. But Tariq, man, I think his ball skills are top notch. I think he fits Seattle's cover three scheme because he is a guy that, you know, has good vision, can stay on top of the routes and stuff like that. So it, what both of those guys are asked to do, because that's the other thing. One's a man corner, one's his own corner, you know? And this is good to see how both of those guys can it's, be dominant. And it's think Revis and, and, I was and Sherman. literally just going to say yeah. it's Revis and Sherman. All on the same, the same yeah. teams too. Like it's hilarious. Yes. Just, just younger versions of it, but that's what it is. Sauce is more of a Revis type where it's like, Hey, he's man to man. Follow him around. That's what you want he's to re- lock his guy down. Yeah. yeah. Tariq, man, big cover three. Let's roll with this thing, man. I'm reading it. I got you on overalls, four verse. I'm jumping the routes. Like, I'm going to get after it. So it makes sense to see both of those guys playing the way that they are, man. And I think that, you know, it's appropriate that both of those guys are on this list as well. Yep. And uh, last, you know, here in terms of corners, right, they they go with uh, Nickelback here as well, too, for the secondary. Cater Kohu, who, you know, you mentioned guys who don't come yeah. from football factories. Well, Cater mm-hmm. Kohu came from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Commerce. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which undrafted I've actually guy, never heard of Texas A&M. So you you could have said to me, Wes, is Texas A&M Commerce a school? And I would have said, no. I said, maybe I they call their, maybe that's what it. they call their business school there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, to go from undrafted to have the year that he had, I mean, you mentioned good tacklers, Motsi, averaging five tackles a game mm-hmm. as a, as a slot corner is impressive. Uh, had an interception, a forced fumble as well, too. Um, he had a really good year as an undrafted free agent. I was surprised they went him over Trent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was too. I think honestly, they just, I think they just, they're just trying to do something different here with this list. You know, that might be it. Cause I was just like, I mean, he played well. Don't get it. Don't get he me did. wrong. But he to did. me, Trent McDuffie, I thought was more impactful and played just better. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And then uh, the two safeties to close this thing out. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, of course, of the Baltimore Ravens, who we know we discussed Can't a lot last that year. One. <laughs> and, uh, and Jalen Pitry here as well, too. Uh, from oh, Houston, yeah, yeah. With Houston with out a guy Baylor. on each, yeah, each side. Out of, out of Baylor. Yes, I. this is a guy who tortured my Mountaineers for a few yeah. years that I – that I know uh, well. I was a fan of him, man. Uh, I was a big fan. I like five, inter- five interceptions as a rookie safety, yeah. 147 tackles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which nah, he's, a, he's a good says player, a lot man. about him, but also says a lot about how bad the Texans defensive front was. Wait, when your safety has 147 tackles, you are playing bad defense, bro. Yes, yes, yes. You're good on him, defense. but you are playing yes. bad. It's like we said the other when Minka had like yep. 120 of them things together. You're like, that's great that Listen. he can do it, but <laughs> I played my friend, my rookie year in Buffalo. We had a safety, Dante Whitney. He had like 130 something tackles. But he's like, yo, this is not good. <laughs> and I couldn't realize. I was like, what you mean? I was like, oh, I get it because too much is hitting on you. You should not be having to get to the second level way too often. It should it's like be way happening. too often, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. But no, but shout hey. out to both of those guys, man. Cal Hamilton, obviously, we know firsthand experience, man. That dude, he's as good as advertised. They got, they got one over there. They got they one. Certainly over there. do. They certainly do. So there's your all rookie team, uh, as decided by NFL.com. You guys, anything that we talked about today, you got questions, comments, concerns, reactions, you want to get at us uh, with your thoughts from Divisional Weekend. Obviously, we'll be back next week. We'll break down all the divisional round games. We'll continue to discuss any Steelers news that might happen. We'll keep this thing rolling. Uh, but this was fun, Moti. Good week here so far for our start of our uh, our virtual tour, if you will. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, thanks to everybody who's still rocking and rolling with us throughout the offseason. Like I said, you know where to get at us if you want to stay involved. It might not be live and in real time, but we'll still take uh, all your guys' participation if you want to give it to us. Thanks to Yins for listening. And as always, a big shout-out to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes III. Who, me? Enjoy the divisional round, everybody. Let's go, Buffalo. Anyone but hey. Cincinnati. Any, any, anyone but Cincinnati, huh? Let's hope. Uh, let's hope for a set of uh, four good games here, and we will all reconvene next week to discuss and break mm-hmm. them all down and get ready for championship weekend in the process as well. Too for Arthur Motes, I'm Wesley Euler. This is the Steelers Blitz. We appreciate you listening as always, and we'll talk to you next week on your 24/7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Mission Ready Go. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.